Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And Dennis is Dennis Halnon. He's one of the uh, employee owners at Tab Computer Systems who comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. All of us are employee owners at Tab. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. If you happen to be a geek looking to make a change like 40% of the planet is, keep us in mind. We'd love to have you. You may as well join a company that you can own. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Lots of benefits as far as that goes, and we can talk about that down the line, but... As far as you guys, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. The first uh, hour is usually the easiest time. Four lines wide open for you. But as usual and customary, we talk about technology news, and Dennis has got one for us. It's kind of interesting. I do. Um, Google's DeepMind AI project has mm. been going places recently, All right. Uh, specifically into the past. Um, the, some scholars and the DeepMind project uh, – developed a way to use AI to analyze uh, broken uh, Greek and ancient Greek inscriptions. That's cool. To figure out what the letters are that are missing because they're, you know, either smashed or cracked or whatever. So it's like Wordle on steroids. Right. Oh, yeah, Wordle. Okay. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good parallel. Mm. What they did was they they took some of these texts that are actually called Attic Decrees Mm-hmm. Uh, they're decrees that were posted in and around Athens. Neat. Um, in the uh, like, don't don't spit on the sidewalk kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Plus things like, um, you know, don't know, this is this is the place where such and such victory occurred. Oh, okay. Different st- all kinds of yeah, different things sure. that they that the the city government wanted to notify somebody about. Okay. Yep. Yep. At any rate, um, it's a. There's a whole collection of these, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are broken up. But what was nice about it is because they have some that were intact, mm-hmm. they knew what the style was of them, what kind of wording was used, different things like that. Mm-hmm. And apparently they fed that into DeepMind, Neat. then took some broken inscriptions, and DeepMind analyzed them. And it didn't just say, okay, well, I think, you know, these three letters are, you know, Ada, Kappa, Mu, okay? Right. What it did was it came up with different possible combinations that could be there. Yeah. Then assigned them a confidence level. 
And then the scholars looked at that and then figured out what they could be. So it was kind of a collaboration between the AI and the scholars. Yeah. And it, the article that I've got from Ars Technica doesn't say it, but I assume that the the scholars would then take that information, feed it back into the AI right. to make those confident levels more accurate than they were originally. Gotcha. Um, and it's a really nifty project, and I can see the application of it to all kinds of things yeah. because there are... <clears throat> Many uh, old manuscripts that are, you know, very smudged with whole passages that are completely missing. And AI could be used to try to tease that out and figure out what those things say. Yeah, I mean, there could be some great little tablets there that talk about Mario as the Cuomo's bridges. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, that can be out there for them. So interesting, AI. So it's funny, Dennis was talking about this before we went live today. And, uh, I was talking to him about AI and the lack of AI that Uber seems to have. You oh. see all these these reporters talking to Uber drivers, and uh, they're you know the the folks that are, folks that are driving Uber are just getting their butts kicked with these gas prices, right? And you know they don't know what to do or how they're going to do it. You can't change your fare. Uber does the fare, and um, so these Uber drivers are just whining, you know whining and complaining. And I don't blame them. Why would Uber, who knows the actual make, model, and literally color of your car? not be able to take what the expected gas mileage is and the current ga- this interface with GasBuddy or some sort of database right. to produce an artificial intelligence discussion between the, the app and say, okay, the fare now is this. Right. And the Uber driver's like, good, I can still make money doing that. Or yeah. you don't get a ride I mean, because it's too expensive. But. There's just no excuse that they can't do that. Right, right. I, I don't see why they couldn't unless they just... They don't seem to want to keep the fares low so that the riders will keep signing up. But then Uber makes the money, but the drivers don't. They uh-huh. get all the wear and tear, and they don't make their money. So, yeah, it's interesting. And uh, you know, there's lots of AI out there, but artificial intelligence is, <laughs> you know, well, it it's nice that there's artificial intelligence, but there still needs to be humans, right, to flip the switch and turn it on, and and and, and implement it and yeah. care. I mean. I always thought that's how Uber worked, right? It, cl- clearly, they work based on demand and supply. Clearly, because yes. those fares there, there has to be a lot of analytics already baked into that. Yeah. Absolutely, but you'd think costs of, of fuel would be one of the biggest pieces of it. You know, if you're driving an Uber and it's a it's a I don't know big uh, monster SUV that you're getting ten miles to the gallon, you should be modifying your fare. I would think. I would, but so. Hey, We're Tommy. just geeks. What do we know? Tommy's back there. The phone's ringing. These poor guys are calling in. There we go. All right. We're training our uh, our producer back there. <laughs> it's not his fault. The phone doesn't ring. Um, I just see it in my, my screen here. All right. In other news, I wanted to bring up this. Uh, UK government signs IT contract. This is from my favorite tech blog out there, the, the Register. It's a UK tech blog. Great stuff. UK government signs IT contracts, quote, without understanding. Quote, the needs. <laughs> We've talked about this forever, at least I have. I mean, heck, here in the state of Connecticut, we had a, a, a cybersecurity czar that never even did anything with computers. I mean, insanity. Insanity. I've, you know, how many people are in our legislatures making laws about technology that don't even know how a computer works? They're right. mostly, most of them are lawyers. Right. Nothing wrong with being a lawyer. I mean, lawyers, we have a lot of great clients that are lawyers and a lot of friends True. that are lawyers. Nothing wrong True. with lawyers, but I wouldn't want them to, to design an IT cyber system. No. 
and then put laws in place for it. I mean, they can't figure out how to put regular laws in place that don't screw everything up. Imagine the IT side of things. So this is uh, the NAO uh, also sees a lack of digital knowledge at the top civil service levels. So you do find that some of these folks at these at these agencies, according to this report, don't even want to deal with the IT changes that are implemented, right? You know, we've always done it this way. We've always used a hammer and chisel to fill, fill everything out in, in triplicate. Uh, why would you want to use something like uh, Excel, something that, you know, paperless technology? Uh, because a lot of these, these, these government workers do not want the change. They just want to punch their clock, get their, their pay, get their pension, and get out. They're not looking to improve the process. They're just looking to do the process. And we, the customers of government, who pay the highest prices in, in the world here in Connecticut for government, yes, are the ones that are suffering. This is a UK article, but you can apply it anywhere. Oh, absolutely. I, I was the when you first started saying that, what hit me is that's another water is wet story. Yeah. And it applies everywhere. Absolutely Any, everywhere. Anything that would it, improve performance or reduce the need for bodies, obviously, the, the unions don't want to have. So right. they're not anxious to improve it, these things. It applies even to some corporations, oh, of course too, it does. But of course it's it does. Prob- it's more, more inconvenient when it's government yeah. because so it affects everybody. I'll put a link up here. You can kind of take a look at it, but it is a water is wet story. But it just it <laughs> kind of tickled me. Sorry. What else you got there, Dennis? Anything else well, you want to bring up? Uh, something else out of the U.K., I have a Gizmodo story about Bitcoin ATMs. Oh, yeah? Now, you, That's a thing, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, wasn't, um, what's his name, Spike Lee doing commercials for some kind of Bitcoin ETF, ATM? An ATM? Yeah, <laughs> here in the United States. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think I did see something yeah. like that. Well, interesting uh, interesting development in the UK. Yeah. Bitcoin ATMs are now illegal in the United Good. Kingdom. Good. Good deal. Yeah. <laughs> the I'm fewer, all for that. The fewer venues for people to try to cash out their fake money, the better. I agree. That's a good news And good inflate story. the cost by buying it, too. It's like it's like you're selling and trading in Beanie Babies. <laughs> um, it's crazy. So, And, of course, our own government has released some new... You know, the, yes. you know, I think uh, President Biden put some some sort of executive thing in, into place saying they're going to look at regulating Bitcoin. Yes. I've seen stories, too, about Coinbase, which is a big exchange, actually looking at, at Russian um, accounts and being able to lock them down or eliminate their ability to move money or fake money around. Right. Because you need to take the ability to take the, take the fake money into real money. Yes. And Coinbase is now looking at these accounts and trying to figure out who they are. And lock them down, which of course is anti the point of coin of Bitcoin. It's supposed to be a libertarian Correct. utopia where nobody be, knows anything. Right. It's a it's supposed to be a paradise of the free market where nothing ever gets touched. Right. But I you know, the more this happens, the more people realize it's both fake money and eventually it's gonna be regulated. You're gonna hopefully and it's the processing power you're wasting and the and the energy you're wasting to process the fake money. There's so many downsides to it. And the fact that it's used for ransomware. That you know, the poor FBI is up to its eyeballs trying to help companies oh, against this ransomware stuff. Why wouldn't we just say enough of this? Some some geek created this thing just because of blockchain, right? And they said it's deemed worth of this. Well, <laughs> what? you know, you know what's interesting? The, the yeah. whoever it was that invented Bitcoin. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name. He well, has most of them. Yeah, uh, but nobody knows who it is. Right. You would think that if it were the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? 
that he would want to, he or she or they would want to take credit for it. There but is some legal battle happening where yeah. somebody said he was involved in the creation of Bitcoin and trying to go after a wallet and all this crazy stuff. But yeah, we deserve the silliness we continue to support. So uh, we'll put these uh, stories out there for you guys. A couple lines open for you. The lines are starting to, to ring. So uh, feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We got Pete on the line and Joe on the line. We'll be right back after this quick break. Oh, yeah, is right. <laughs> we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we have four lines filled up this morning. You guys are great. Give us something to do. Otherwise, we got to talk about our kids or our cats, and that's not fun radio. Let's go to Pete in uh, in Wilmington first. Or, yeah, Wilmington. Wilmington, Delaware, Pete? Or Wilmington, Connecticut? No, Wilmington, Connecticut. Oh, Wilmington. I, I got Oh, you. home right. of Wilmington Pizza. All right, one strike on Tom there. <laughs> what can we do there, Pete? Question for you. I figure you guys would be in the know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being out in the in the as a, just a regular person listening to the news and all that. Yeah. I remember we had a cyber attack from Russia on. I just don't recall exactly what, but I thought it was some kind of oil or gas pipeline down south last year. And it, do you remember how it like? Uh, yeah. It, it took out some kind of infrastructure, and uh, there was a big shortage and lines and all that. Yep. Um, yeah. What do you guys know? Do you guys know any more than the average person would about, say, uh, what the potential threat is for the um, for like our electric grids and stuff like that? Like you hear about how bad it could be, but like, what do you guys know that we might not? Yeah. Well, we know how that sausage is made, and it's pretty ugly. Um, yes. The attack on the yeah. pipeline was not necessarily targeted. They use phishing, right? So you can send out a bunch of emails, and some dingling in the front office of that oil and gas pipeline opens the the email, and all of a sudden ransomware is spreading across all their systems because they didn't segment it, because they didn't put in good EDR, MDR technology, because actually they said because that company did not do what most folks require companies to do, and especially in a company that was so regulated as that, that they should have put these, these protections in. And, and again, here in America, again, the people who write the laws – don't even understand the laws, uh, and nobody enforces the laws. Heck, here in Connecticut, our DMV, for 40 years, didn't even have a DR ability. They would they would audit it all the time, but there was no disaster recovery built in. The auditors were telling them over and over again, hey, guess what? No disaster recovery. So the problem really is, Pete, that there's so many companies out there that don't even do the basics of security. They don't do updates. They don't put two-factor authentication in. They don't they don't even harden passwords. They don't do service packs and updates of the operating wow. systems. Um, yeah, and we see it all the time, even security awareness training. The easiest thing you can do is, and then one of the cheapest things, is to just train your people on what to look for. Right, so that you don't fall for the tricks like that. Yeah, and right. these, these tricks yeah. are insidious. So, I mean, who knows so what, what was sent. So what do you guys... What do you guys think, though? Like, do we? So, in in light of what you just said, are we as a nation and as far as our grids and infrastructure, are, do you think we're pretty vulnerable? Depends on how connected we put our devices to the to the network, right? So, the more connected we make our electric system, let's say, if it's on the internet in some crazy way, then guess what? You're up against the Russians. The Russians are on the internet too, right? So you need to segment them. You need to, quote-unquote, air gap them. You need to do all, all sorts of things to keep yourself more protected. However, you can still impact the whole back office that's not connected to the grid uh, by just getting by just hammering them with, uh, with spam and trick them into, into 
clicking on things. Well, one of the one of the things about that pipeline company that got that got ransomware attack. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons why they shut down was not because the ransomware necessarily affected the control mechanisms right. for the pipeline. Right. What happened was it wrecked their computer systems that collected payments and issued invoices. Right. So they couldn't. So pay they you. couldn't. They couldn't you. ask for payment and they couldn't get payment. Right. So they shut everything yeah. down. Right. That's right. another issue. I get it. They need to yeah. have. Now, these, see, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. So you don't. You don't think there's any, uh, you know, in light of what we're talking about, we're talking about it on a very basic level. You don't think there's any uh, government, um, how do you say it, departments or anything that have this on the radar and are reaching out to these private companies, utilities, et cetera, and saying, and saying hey, listen, you know, if you get shut down, it could take, like, you know, the economy and basically bring it right to a halt. You should be doing something. Do you think there's any of that going on? Like any yes. incentivizing yes. or pre-warning and saying, hey, you got to really step up your game or be on the lookout for something that could happen? It is out there. They yeah, are, there, there, is a, there is an office at the DHS mm-hmm. that does advise utility companies on uh, – they, ha- they have – cyber intelligence for lack of a better word mm-hmm. so they know when certain campaigns are happening and and what to look for for certain things and they do talk to the the uh, infrastructure companies a lot yeah the other issue though is the the vulnerabilities that are unknown right now we're in it right so last spring around march exchange servers going back to exchange 2010 which is like four or five different versions all have the same vulnerability right the primary vulnerability is Microsoft, but we won't go there. Um, it's within Exchange itself, the version of Exchanges all have the same vulnerability. So the FBI was working overtime to let everybody know, hey, you got to patch these servers because of this known vulnerability. That was found out during a hacking contest where the information got out before Microsoft was able to patch it effectively and not cause this big mess. Yeah, that that information was leaked out early by the bat, by hackers. Right, right. You don't know if it's uh, white hats or black hats or just people making mistakes. Who knows? But right now we don't know what we don't know, Pete. As far as what is vulnerable right now, what's the next vulnerability that the NSA knows about and is actually leveraging against our 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 uh, adversaries? But some ding dong at the NSA can leak it out too, and the adversaries then say, "Oh, I see you got a got a vulnerability over here." It's a huge mess. This is a huge mess. So, who knows? We just heard of uh, American Power Conversion, Schneider Electric, their UPSs. Oh, yes. If they're connected to the cloud, the bad guys can try to overheat them, put yeah. them on, wow. make them ca- oh, catch fire. Yes. I'm not, I'm or not or force them to shut down, which would take down whatever equipment is atta- plugged into them. Yeah, I'll put the link up there for you. You can read that story. Yeah. So I get I, we're doing our best, Pete, but we all need everybody we're to not. help out. <laughs> yeah, what you said what you said was very appropriate. You don't know what you don't know. That's pretty scary, but how true? Yeah, it's a lack of and really a lack of imagination. That's why the awareness training is probably more important than almost anything else. Yeah, it's a good yep. start. Yeah. Got it. Well, thanks for the info, guys. That's why I called. I figured you guys would know more than me. It was very enlightening. Thank you. Yeah, keep this up at night, Pete. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> thanks for the call, <laughs> reminding us of our day job. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. One line open for you. We'll be right back. We are back. 
This is Computer Talk with Tab. You guys are great enough to join us. All four lines are busy. I know it's a, it's going to be a crappy day out there, so but we'll take it. We'll take yeah. it. We don't care why you're here. We just <laughs> you are here. <laughs> so let's get to your calls. We're going to go to next one is Joe and Berlin next. It's happening, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Oh, everything's happening. I've got uh, four different questions for you guys. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, three different machines. Um, well, all right. You you said that uh, you know I'll, I'll always make a backup, and I they're all backed up. Uh, at least I think they are. So <laughs> I decided on my laptop to change the the the, uh, the, the platter drive out to a, a solid state drive. Mm-hmm, nice. Uh, and I made a a recovery disk. All right. Good. Okay, and uh, but I go to I I, I put it in there uh, I, to recover, and the thing is telling me to put in uh, another another disc with the with the drives on it, and I, I'm sorry with 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 the drivers. Um, Okay, yeah, the machine has no information. It's a blank configuration here. Right. The recovery disk should have created much of that for Yeah, you. I would think so. So at this point, I went out to the Dell website. Yeah, okay. Downloaded all the drivers again. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I put that disk in there, and it said it couldn't find any, any, uh, any, any of the drivers. Did you extract them? Or are they in the zip no, format? No, they're, they're all executable files. Oh, you and, probably have to expand them. Okay, so but my question, I didn't because now I, I I can't expand them on on the laptop. I'm afraid to do it on the on the desktop because those are Windows 10. No, you can expand uh, them and have the target be the USB drive you're using. Yes. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure I I can do that before I I blow up another computer here. So. <laughs> well, well, there there's the a, fun. there's a very easy way to expand. Any EXE file that can be expanded, not all of them can be, but some of them can, mm-hmm. um, and that is to use a, a free software title called 7-Zip. That's 7-Zip. You install that to your computer. Uh, we can provide you a link to that. Okay. And you then right-click on the EXE file that you downloaded from Dell, and yep. one of the options in that little menu that comes up is going to be open with 7-Zip. And that will open up the file, and you'll be able to look at it as if it were, you know, any kind of a zip right. file. And okay. then you would uh, ex- you would uh, click on the option to expand it, and then you save it to wherever you want it to save. Right. Okay. All right, I will. I will go ahead and I will. I'll try that. And uh, I, and again, you know, good thing you guys said to try this before you uh, really need to have to do this. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. Isn't it? It's I good. Can, I can always put the the other hard drive back in. So I'm, you know, right. You're not. Uh, you're not okay. in a crisis. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm in a learning curve. Here. Yep. Yep. Uh, Next question. Uh, I have Outlook 365 on on the on the on one desktop over here, mm-hmm. and I I do have a couple Google accounts. And lately, it's been coming up uh, one account all at Google, and it wants it wants me to go in there, you know, enter your password, uh, sign in, and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then it asks, uh, does 
uh, does Outlook have permission to, uh, or, or vice versa, Google have permission to, to look at all your pictures and all your files and everything else? I say no, 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 and close it out, and then this Google One account, all of Google's, keeps popping up. Uh, are they telling me that I have to let Outlook or, or Google uh, look at all my uh, all my uh, you know information on my hard drives if I want to continue using uh, my my Google? Uh, well, so I don't think I don't know. I mean, the idea of G- of mail, right? An application that uses mail is to attach files that are going to be on your machine, and if you don't let Google look at those, it can't be utilized. Right. That's fine by me. I, I don't want it to. Then, okay. Then, So, okay. I don't know if the pop-up is going to continue to nag you um, having to do with the permissions. I don't know if it's a permission issue that's causing this or if it's just a nagging a credentialing issue with Google. Well, it, it, it locks everything up and I have to close these, these out and right. then I, I can continue using the Outlook. But it comes up every probably every 10 minutes. Well, yeah. One, so one, this One account, all of Google. One account, all of Google. I'm not sure what that is exactly. I don't um, either. But you obviously have a Gmail account is what you're saying. Correct. Correct. Yes. <clears throat> I got a couple of Gmail accounts. Yeah, but you're using an application too, it looks like, that's kind of managing those accounts and it's asking for permission. That It's called one account and I'm not familiar with it. Or that's what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't, I'm not aware of anything like that. Never heard of it. I, I can take a snapshot, a snapshot of this and, and email it to you guys if you want. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just, it's just driving me nuts. That's yeah, hang on. There's a lot of I googled it, and there's a lot of stuff on it. Huh. Um, so you can basically the da, 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 you, you can disable it. You can disable the the sign-in process. I can put this link up here for you. There's a, a way to stop the irritating Google One Tap login pop-up across right, all. Right, right. So we can give you that information to see how to adjust it. Um, but I, I don't know if it has to do with your permissions or not. And the, the thing that's so weird about this these days is that, again, four years ago, by default, every application had access to everything anyways. So now the applications are trying to say, look, okay, if you want to use me, I need you to give – the system is telling me to give you permission. And then, of course, it's causing these headaches. Wait until zero trust comes in. Wait until that's a thing. It is a thing. It yeah, it's definitely a thing, and it's coming. And zero trust is going to say every application can only look at very specific things to do with that application, like QuickBooks. Right now, if you run a QuickBooks, it has access to the QuickBooks files, but it has access to everything wherever that file, wherever that you know data is set. So zero trust is going to say, well, no QuickBooks. You only have access to QuickBooks. You have no access access to anything else. All that has to be configured across every application and across every system. And again, it's called zero trust. And there are tools out there to do it. But your little issue here is just Google trying to be polite and saying, can you give me access to the thing I need to actually work for you? And I, I, I'm paranoid and I, I just I don't, you know, I don't trust anybody. So I, I don't blame I, you. I don't blame you either. I, I don't, you know. Well, I mean, poor, never mind. Don't get me started. Uh, okay, I will. I will look at that. It is talk radio. <laughs> um, all right, now uh, on, on my other other laptop, uh, other desktop. Uh, two updates ago, 
after I did the, the, the update, I could not, uh, you know, in the lower left-hand corner, you go to start and go to shut down. Uh, every time I clicked on that, it would uh, restart the computer. It would shut down and then start up again. And so then I ended up hitting the power button, which shut it down, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. With this last update a couple of days ago, uh, neither one of them works. If I hit the power button, it shuts down and restarts. Or if I if I hit that uh, you know the, on the on the menu uh, shut down it, it just restarts again. The only way I can power this thing down now is to pull the plug. Whoa! Hmm. You can configure that in the power I, settings. I, I went through that. I, I I went through that. You know, oh, I, I tried to configure it. All right. And it, it seems to be seems to do nothing. How old is that machine, Joe? Oh. Um, about three years old. Oh, that's young. You have a lot of computers for. Uh... <laughs> I'm one, two, three, four. All right. Well, let's see. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm self-employed. Yep. And uh, you know, like like the laptops and and this other desktop here, uh, they're both running Windows Seven, and 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 they're just primarily because of you know my customers that we got some you know. Um, I'm in the machine tool business, and they yeah. got, uh, you know, old, not old, <laughs> but, uh, you know, machines that don't know Windows 10, and right. uh, the, the, the new programs, you know, they, won't, they, they won't run on Windows uh, Windows uh, 7 or whatever, and, and I don't blame them, it costs, you know, fifty, seventy, hundred thousand dollars to upgrade. Yes, it's no, great. I know. And it's yeah. a perfect machine, it runs good, why would, why would these guys want to? Yeah, it's almost like they should go, and when these machine manufacturers come out, they should come out with their own OSs to deal with the machine and not deal with Microsoft. But no, they chose Microsoft. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, lots of these old, older controls, that's exactly what they did. They had their own operating system. Right, and guess what? Those machines still run. They still run, and that's why I have... And they're not vulnerable. They're not vulnerable to Correct. attack from, from Russia, right? The Windows Correct. ones are, but the micro- right. those aren't. Um, yeah, so as far as your issue here is why you're not going to shut down or you're, you're restarting when you're shutting down, did you find anything, Dennis, while we were talking? Uh, I found a couple of articles, including one here that's pretty comprehensive, that offers quite a list of troubleshooting steps that may resolve it. All right, so we're going to give you something um, to do it's, today. It's kind of a shotgun approach with a lot of different suggestions, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of them center on things like disabling sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can definitely cause some strange Weirdness. power effects in the computer. Um, but there are other things that are in there, and I'm sure that one of them is going to help you. I oh. I can't predict which one, right. but we'll put a uh, link up there. It's for quite you, a list, and it'll give you some ideas. Strange thing between these. I got two Windows 10 machines. They're they're identical Dell mm-hmm. computers, desktops. The other one had the same updates. It doesn't do that. Oh, I know. We we know. <laughs> oh yeah. We if we th- if it was logical, Joe, we both of us would have more okay. hair. It, it it used to be logical. Well, three of us, yeah. yeah, it well, used three to of be us. logical, but it's not anymore. And you could have an application on there that's messing with the DLL that is not on the other machines. The machine's identical, but did you load the identical software and only have no. the identical exactly? So no. you're one, that one, each one one's is different. For business. The other one is for goofing off. So. so right. So that's a whole different machine. It's literally like having pea soup and, and tomato soup. Yep. It says it says Windows 10, and it's a Dell, but they're completely different recipes. 
um, yep. unfortunately. It's a big mess. This whole thing is becoming a big mess, and we thank Microsoft. Thank you. You're welcome. So. <laughs> they, keep us, and, and they keep us busy. One, one last question. Uh, again, uh, the Windows 10 machine, uh, I've got two screens on them. Mm-hmm. So I, one day I decided to play with the, the, one of the screens to change the resolution. And I changed it back because I, I didn't like it. But mm-hmm. now, every once in a while, when I boot up, one screen will have one resolution. The other screen will have a different resolution. Yep. And I, I, know I all I have to do is shut down and reboot. Well, you could right-click and ch- change the resolution yeah. in the screen settings. That'll teach you to mess around. But um, <laughs> right-click in the in the screen, and you should be able to choose which screen is is display one and two, and figure out which resolution. You can do that within your display settings, and you should be oh, able right. to reset it. It's just not auto sensing, um, or you can go to display settings and try to set it physically, set it so it doesn't keep well, trying that, to guess. That, that's what I did, but it's but it's random. And, Correct. And when it when it first when it first boots up, I, I don't know. But when I ru- start running uh, QuickBooks, yeah, it's in a different resolution. It really gets. Uh, yeah, it just is not auto detecting very well for whatever reason. Uh, I couldn't tell you why. Again, update your drivers. You can do that. You can just right click and change it. Okay. Um, comes down to how much you want to mess with it. Okay, yeah, I'll probably make it worse. All right, well, gentlemen, yeah. thank you very much. Right, uh, I will look at those uh, all those links and uh, I'll let you know what happens. Sounds good. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you. You got it, Joe. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break here before Tom gets mad at me and step out. And so hang on, Dennis, Sherry, and Bill. This is Computer Talk. One line open for you. We'll be right back. And we are back in the teenage wasteland that is computers. (laughs) We're going to be here till 11. Feel free to get online, and Dennis and I will do our best to help you out. Let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to... Uh, actually, another Dennis in Simsbury. What's happening, Dennis? Hello there. Hey. Uh, thank you for taking my call. It's, uh, it's great to talk to you. I've been a long time, very long time listener. Probably listening to you guys for like 15 years or so. Awesome. I think this is probably the first time I called, though. So, okay. Uh, usually I'm sitting on my lawnmower, you know, mowing my grass on a Saturday morning, listening to you guys. And <laughs> <you're> really <laughs> awesome. I, I, I appreciate it. I've learned so much from you guys over the years, and uh, it's great. I'm glad. So my my problem is um, one of my part time jobs is helping my wife's uh, business, supporting her business. She has a small um, um, business in Simsbury, running QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. So um, we have QuickBooks uh, desktop uh, stuck with that, and um, we're running. I think it's 2019 or it could be 2021. But anyways, um, it is not compatible with Windows 11. And um, after doing some research, because everybody getting, you know, a request to kind of upgrade to Windows 11. Um, I was concerned I was going to do it, but then I looked at it, it wasn't compatible. But um, someone that was using the computer, it, uh, I'm not sure who it was, but um, when, when they were prompted to install Windows 11, they must have hit an OK, and yeah. it's now all set, and it's ready to now install. So every time the computer boots up, yeah. You get a uh, prompt to say, "Are you ready to go? Let's go!" Or you can, or you can reschedule like two weeks out, um, which I told her to make sure she does. Do not install Windows 11. So, how do I get rid of that? I haven't been able to get rid of that prompt. <laughs> okay, so this is where Microsoft is malware. 
right? This is an example of mm. malicious software where Microsoft has said to you, you know what, your machine should upgrade to Windows 11, and we're going to keep putting up this nagging thing, and some, we hope someday some guy is going to click on this and have this happen. This shouldn't be a thing. You should no. be able to choose when you want to upgrade your darn operating system. It shouldn't be one of those things that Microsoft slips by you and some person says, yeah, yeah, let's upgrade. Let's get the latest and greatest. This is a, mm. as far as I'm concerned, this is malicious because your business is going to be impacted now. And looking at into it, though, QuickBooks 2021 will run, the Desktop Pro will run on Windows 11, I think. It does say that there could be issues, though. It well, welcome run, to our world. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, could, uh, there could be issues with it running on Windows 10. <laughs> right. But, but all the it says they're not recommending it. It basically says, uh, you know, hold off. It's what I've been reading. But, yeah, uh, that's what, it's but what we've been saying, too, forever. Yeah. Right, but Microsoft right. does this with these, I, I would contend it's malicious. Hey, you should upgrade. Hey, you should upgrade. And somebody's going to click on it. Why does Microsoft mm -hmm. care so much? You know? Right. It's, not, it's your machine. If you want to leave it running the way it's running. So we're, Dennis is trying to figure out a way you can back out of this. But, yeah, he's shaking his head like I'm thinking, too. It's there is too no – there is – at least as far as I can find. Right. There is no clean way to deal with that. Because it's already and too I am going to tell you what to do. Okay, here we go. You're not okay. going to like to hear this. Mm. What you're going to do is upgrade to Windows 11. Then – once it's up and running with Windows 11, oh boy. you're going to go in and roll back to Windows 10. Okay. And then you are going to block the Windows 11 update. We can actually give you a link. We to can give you that. a link to that too. Great. All right. That that yeah, is the clean. I mean, it sounds harsh and difficult, and it'll take time, but that is the clean way to do what you want. And then, then, then the last piece is maybe write your legislator and say, why can a company do this to me? Right? Why is my, what is Microsoft's businesses? What business is it of theirs to say you must run this latest operating system, knowing their track record? Right? Just knowing their track record. I was watching uh, you know, air disasters last night, and, and Korean Air came up. And they oh, had yeah. a disaster in 1999. They were kind of a bad airline before then. Mm. They've been the best airline on the planet now because of their track record. Now let's look, look at Microsoft. Do I have to say anything? Right? The fact that you got up, updated without really your desire is, again, it's, a, it's, 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 it's malicious. It's Microsoft forcing themselves on you. You just want to run your business, do your QuickBooks. Leave me alone, Microsoft. If I want to run Windows 10 until the end of support day, which is 2025, right, Dennis? Yes. You got some years. Get yes. off my back, Microsoft. You've got time. Right. Why are they doing this to you? And they did this to you, and, it, and now we're on the radio telling everybody to hold off. Now we have to tell you how to block it, put a link up there. Microsoft, just cut it out for crying out loud and let us be. That's what I asked for. And you can tell the frustration in my voice. I've been doing this for 30 years. Well, It used to be we could control this a little better. Yeah, Eric, I've gotten the calls on this, and yeah. I've had to go through this. And that's your, with your our answer. Customers. Your answer has been to upgrade and then roll back. Yes. And that's hours of time. Oh, absolutely. It's terrible, but it's the clean way to do it. And right. it's the only way that I can think of that isn't going to damage the computer. Right. The other thought, of course, is to see how it works. How long can he go before he rolls back? Because if another. 10 days. 10 days. You have 10 days to experiment with QuickBooks on Windows 11 if you choose to do that. 
Mm. But you okay. only have 10 days, and that 10 days is going to be eaten up much faster than you think. <laughs> Trust me. Right. I had a yeah. call. I had a call two weeks ago from a customer yeah. who did that. He thought he would have time to experiment with Windows 11, yeah. and he called too late to do the rollback. Now he's stuck with it. Now it'd be a wipe yeah. and a reload. Yeah. So we feel yeah. your pain, Dennis. It's ridiculous. So I hope you understand the process he just ex- described to you. But n- let I, you- yeah, I do. It uh, sounds better than uh, I saw. Some of the solutions are going in and changing register keys and everything. No, well, the, you'll, you might need to do the registry key to block Windows 11 update after yeah. you've gotten back okay. to Windows 10. Yeah, but okay. because the update is in progress right now, mm-hmm. you have to let it finish. Yeah, before yeah. you do anything else. Yep. Okay. All right. Dennis. Well, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. You, you, you do a great service to a lot of people out there listening, and uh, and I appreciate it. You've, you've given me so much information over the years. So Our pleasure. I, I really appreciate it. Our pleasure, Dennis. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 